Here, pick, 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 pick. Here, pick, 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 pick. Oink. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dart Talk. Uh, in studio today, we've got Tom. Hello. Adam. Oink. And myself, Tim. Eric is uh, feeling under the weather, so he will not be joining us tonight. Also in studio, we have our live listener audience. So quick shout out to Buff Daddy, Foam Shepherd, GSP. Uh, I'm going to probably butcher this. Herio 2? Herio 02? Jolt King, Lightning Eagle, Oak, Squirrel Slayer. So thanks for joining us in studio to listen live. Um, we are going to go through our normal uh, categories, but uh, our main topic today will be how we've been staying active in the hobby during pandemic, quarantine, COVID, however you refer to the shitstorm of a year and change that it has now been. <laughs> um, so if you're listening, start thinking about what you want to let us know you've been working on um, to stay active and, and involved in the community and feel free to throw it into the live stream chat channel. And um, what we can also do is we could have them um, like just, we could just straight up unmute them and then they could actually yeah. say what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. If you have something that, uh, you know, is worth, uh, you know, bring yeah, re react to that first Pikachu one. So I don't have to look at all the emotes. <laughs> um, and we will, uh, you know, if, if you've got something, um, oh, everyone? what the fuck? What? Adam, you don't need to react to it. You're here. I mean, it was an open-ended question. <laughs> Damn, because I th I think I can just go. Yeah, I can unmute them manually. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, anyways. Um. So let's see here. Uh, so do we, do we want to go first? What's that? Do we want to go over us first about how we've been staying? Well, active? yeah. I mean, we can kind of lead recent projects and stuff into. We have we've been doing projects. Oh, you have. Yeah. So Jolt King, uh, first uh, post in the live chat today is, in before someone says, I designed a 3D printed thing. I actually did. I, I designed my first STL. Um, not, not Nerf related, um, but one of my employees has a uh, chip rack on his bar downstairs. You know, with like the little clip, like you would see like at a bowling alley. You go up to the bar and they got chips hanging there so you can grab a bag of chips as you buy your beer and whatnot. Um, beer at a bowling alley? What? You can get beer at a bowling alley? Yeah. I guess it's also been like eight years since I've been to a bowling alley. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's got one of those chip clip, chip rack things. And the way that you clip the chips onto his rack is it's there's these little um, plastic rings um, where you squeeze it and it opens up a little jaw that grabs onto the end of the, the bag. Well, those clips are so old from the original rack that they're starting to crack and, and just like disintegrate. So he's like, Hey, do you think you could, uh, you know, print me some new ones of these? And I was like, well, if somebody's designed it already, yes, no question. If, if nobody's designed that yet, then I have to try and figure that out on my own. And I'm not so confident in my design skills, but, uh, I took it to Tinkercad and I went through, I think three revisions and I'm, came up with something that looked almost identical and it worked so i was uh pretty pretty happy with myself here i, I put a picture of it in our host chat the other day let me copy image stream chat 
I have Fusion Lightning. Lightning said I should try Fusion next. It's fun. I have Fusion 360. I've used it to, like, add text and stuff to my um, my FDL panels and stuff. Um, Eric tried to teach me once, and I retained a little bit of it. But, uh, yeah. All right. In a second, you guys will see a picture of my design pop up there in live, uh, live stream chat. I... I got fusion 360 i tried it out i tried tutorials and i just it's a lot <clears throat> youtube videos are pretty good for fusion i've tried the youtube videos. it just didn't yeah. click for me i ended up having better luck in just uh fuck Tinker, yeah 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 it did what it was supposed to i i ended up designing like just a new screw post oh i remember when you did that yeah yeah i mean it worked it, it was surprising it was not bad yeah so i uh i i did my first foray into Tinkercad, and I know that um, Detroit Dart Dad has been going nuts in Tinkercad, designing <clears throat> stuff for uh, for Adam's baby, new new accessories and stuff. He's he's adopting it. Continuation. <laughs> it's gonna be a mod on a mod on a mod now. <laughs> Is that like a copy of a I mean, copy? That's how you get started. Yeah, it's, that's fine. Um, other than that, I finally built my. Uh, my Cyber Ninja, although I, I got to pull it back apart and check the seals and everything, because um, with the scar barrel on it, the darts are just kind of pooping out the end. So mm. I'll uh, I'll have to play around with that some more. And other than that, that's pretty much everything I've been doing recently. Adam? Ooh, man. Uh, well, <clears throat> I've been on paternity leave because I have a small me, uh, not even crawling around the house, just kind of rolling and pooping around the house. Um, so yeah, we've been visiting family and stuff, so I haven't had a whole lot of time, but in general, I've just been, just been building stuff. Um, like, uh, I don't know, I guess the most recent thing I built that I haven't really talked about much is the, the Gavin Fuzzy, uh, Spamf, but long. <laughs> and, um, yeah, what that a thing great is, name. What a great it's, name. It's an awesome name. Um, but yeah, the SPL is great. Uh, I haven't really used it, but... It is consistent. It shoots well. It's it's great. Oh, you just reminded um, me of something else I've done since the last time we recorded. I put a, a 509 caliber barrel in my uh, my links. That thing is shooting lasers. Oh yeah, yeah, the magic barrel. Yeah, yeah that thing's that thing's amazing. And then I also put a hundred millimeters of it in my uh, super spam. Hey. So now I need to print off um, the. Uh, the spam. Uh, it is the old Fusion Design Scar. Lightning Eagle asked me what scar Ooh. I had on it. The one that's not out yet because I had too many babies. No, it's it's your it's your release version. Oh, on the on the on my links or no oh, no no, no. Yeah, oh, I see yeah, what yeah, you're saying. Okay. No, yeah, on my yeah, links. Um, <laughs> nice Tom Scar. Um, my links has the actual production run um, turbine, the turbine mini. Oh yeah, okay. and then uh, yeah, you need to get your uh, your what is it, the what is it, the is is spam is spam spam fist. That's right, the spam fist scar. Because um, my uh, super spam has the uh, uh, turf. What is it? Turf turf nerf turf. Like a ten kg. Yeah, mm. it's got a ten kilogram in it. With now with the five hundred nine barrel, that thing's gonna draw blood, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be good. Like, what, you're probably hitting, like, what, 140 with it? I haven't chronoed it. I really need yeah. to take it down and put it over the crony. I should. 
So, yep, I've got I've got kits that I need to build too. Like I've got hardware for at least one more Cyber Ninja floating around, and I've got hardware kit uh, coming from Rijar and. Cyber Ninja was was it was an yes. interesting build. There, there's some very creative engineering for solutions to yeah. to things like instead of uh, actual like dart tooth or dart guide, there's string rails that the dart rides on to go into the barrel from the magazine, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting, right? It's, yeah. To say the whole thing, it's like double turnaround, like yeah, and. And, like, when you're printing it, the parts all have, like, built-in brims and supports and and stuff you got to cut out. It's almost like a model kit. It it is, and it's really involved. Uh, Engineering is amazing, Um, you know, but, you know, the engineering in something like the Lynx is amazing, too, and that was, you didn't need to have the um, rocket science degree to put that one together. Yeah, you could like just take a bunch of Lynx parts and put them in a box and then shake them around and a Lynx would fall out eventually. Uh, pretty much. Like, this is this is not that. This is like yeah. three hours of dedication. Oh, Joel King says the Cyber Ninja is Anakin Skywalker's least favorite blaster because it has sand in it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty funny. So I apologize. I uh, I, I preempted you. When you're reminding me more about the Cyber Ninja. So, what other kits do you have? Um, so I have a a Rijar kit coming, and then I have uh like the other day, like I was talking, I'm like ah, oh, I'm done. I'm I'm officially done with 3D printed Nerf blaster kits for now because it's just like I can't keep up with it. Like I, it's it's so difficult to keep up with, especially if like because my time's limited now. Um. But it's like I've got that, and then the Heath Heel G-Dop lever gun is finally, oh, oh is it finally in open beta? Um, so I have one of those hardware kits that's gonna be here towards Ooh, the end. How, how do I get that on that? I kind of want to build one of those. Um, well, he posted on the Facebook group. I could like share it with you or whatever. I think almost all the hardware kits are gone, and he's posting like eight finished builds or something but there's like a curved lever one and then like a straight lever one or whatever but it's like i don't know everybody says it's it's pretty good like the beta testers and stuff said it's good it looks so, gorgeous yeah you just one of the things what like one of the deal breakers is i think you need 300 millimeter z to print one of the parts or two of the parts <sighs> in the kit mm. so that's a which you have there right well yeah i've got cr10 which is like what, 500 millimeters yeah. z okay so you you can hook us up with that one part <laughs> yeah my poor print quality all right that and then the gecko mm. had me excited so i have to build one of those now um but after that um i'm not messing with the zinc like i He's might mess with the, yeah i might mess with the the lynx pistol but i'm i'm done for a while so he'll, he'll print everything that comes out is what he's saying <laughs> no, no, not the Lynx pistol. I, well, I won't. All right, I might print the Lynx pistol, but probably yeah, not. Yeah, that's what I thought, Punk. We haven't heard anything from Dan on that. So. On the Bobcat? No, we have not. Yeah, the Bobcat. The Bobcat. <laughs> um, yes, I am also. Version. Yeah, I am also eagerly waiting for that. It might replace the Spamf as my uh, HVZ sidearm. 
if it's good. Yeah. The, I don't know. The I, thing that, for me, I'm at a point where it's like I've got everything I could ever need. The the thing that I'm concerned with is like everybody's in this like arms race of needs to be 200 FPS, like needs to be 250 FPS. Like the ruffian, the guy that designed the ruffian was trying to hit 500 FPS on spring power, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But he got close too, and didn't he? he? Oh, he got close. Yeah. Without um, super glue dipping your uh, boom codarts. <laughs> I mean, at that point, like, like I understand that foam darts really lose accuracy after like 350 FPS. Like they start fishtailing and doing really wacky stuff from what I understand. And they pretty much never survive. Um, so it like, to me, that's like, it's like the drag, the drag racer of blasters. Like you roll it out of your trailer and you shoot it over a crony a few times. <laughs> Everybody oohs and ahs. And they're like, you need to put a roll cage in that thing, you know, <laughs> and then that's not legal. And then you put it back in the trailer and then, you know, you it, go get drunk. Like it, it's, it's the muscle car at the end of the original Fast and the Furious. Yeah. 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 It's just so much torque. It just bends in half. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you owe me a 500 feet per second blaster. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nicely done. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, Tom, adventures in uh, Ender Three. Where are you at now? Dragonly Squad. I haven't done anything. I know you haven't even turned on my printer in like a month. I know you've had developments since the last time we recorded. Because last time you didn't realize that there was the issue with the uh, I wanted to say Z coils uh, with the um, the Z axis. Uh, yeah, with the Z axis. Right? I think I need to replace that. But quite honestly. Uh, I might just wait for tax returns and just get like a Prusa or something. Yeah. Sell off. One the of us. One Ender of 3. us. So if anyone local is looking to buy an Ender 3 V2, tell me what dumpster you throw it in. <laughs> scurry uh, in there. Well, like you used to have money in it, so I at least acquire some funds from the printer. I bet Squirrel Slayer is up for uh, for buying it. You already bought yeah. my last one. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is your recycling center. <laughs> when he's not busy slaying squirrels yeah, yeah. so considering a prusa next one of us one of us one of us just get well i would no, say Jake, at this point, quite like pretty much everything is fixed it prints there it's just kind of wonky with the z-axis get a mark 3s plus just spend no go for many dollars on it but the Mini can't print lots. Of, well, I can print most things. Yeah, it, yeah. Mini is not as small as a lot of people assume it is. No, it's like it's got the same print bed as uh, an Ender Three, I think. So, uh, I think it's a smidgen. No, because the Ender Three, I think, is the same size as, as a Prusa Three. So yeah. the Prusa Three has what a twelve-inch bed? Oh, that that's going to be bigger than the Ender Three. And the um, and the three, I think, is three thirty by three thirty. The the mini yeah, so. has, I think, it's a seven inch bed. Yeah, yeah it's seven inch cubed, right? So eighteen by eighteen by eighteen centimeters. And under three is like Gunner said, is two twenty by two twenty by two two fifty. There you go. Gunner's got the stats for us. Uh, I mean, hear you. Hear you saying that. Uh, out of darts, no longer recommends the Prusa Mini. Can you give us a TLDR on why? Ooh. He bought like 30 of them. My too. gut check yeah. reaction was to say, well, we no longer recommend out of darts, but that's not true. I was going to say that too, but I'm just like, nah, <laughs> people are like, I'm serious. Yeah. It, that was clearly or definitely a joke. We, we don't, 
unendorse uh, out of darts uh, one of the best places I, to get all things are hobby related almost everything like they have almost everything and the proud papa is good yeah like, it, like good. i could see myself getting a proud papa proud yeah, papa. I, I i i mean i get that i understand why they wouldn't like it because it's like I've heard of the mini having issues, right? It was to be marketed at print farm printer. It's like, oh, it'll be Wi-Fi and it'll be like connected, and you can just have your army of little printers. Just uh, I have about a proud papa. A proud papa is a modular mega dart blaster that you can just slap on the side of a blaster. Hazmat, well, think, think the mistress key only minimized. Yeah, yep. Mistress key is. Mistress key is the thing that we were going to print out of our old Caliburn parts. Yeah, and then the caliber parts weren't the right size because yeah. caliber parts were numb. Like, mine works, Whoa. but the orange I used was uh, the Kodak ABS, which is crappier quality, and it was having layer adhesion issues. Yeah, here, the the problem is, it was touted as a, a print farm printer, which is what he is. So I don't know that his statement of his needs for a printer are not what a hobbyist needs holds up, because... The, the Prusa Mini was not touted as being a hobbyist printer. It was touted as being a print farm printer. Yeah, it was definitely kind of marketed as such, right? Because I'm like, I'm on I'm on the Webby. And it's like, oh, print twice as fast. Look at that. I, and I, I love Joseph Prusa, Joseph Prusa, whatever. Mr. Prusa. Um, because it's like, like, if you watch a documentary on, you know, Prusa research, like, they've got, like a thousand Mark III S's that have thousands of hours on them, like printing 24 seven. So that printer is extremely reliable, right? The minis are just kind of, eh. I mean, I know a lot of people that have really good results with the minis. Um, but I think if you're relying on them to print stuff, you know, all the time, then maybe it's not great. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, but if you're one person, you have a much higher capacity for maintenance. Adam, right? I feel what what was you told me about a Mark III S clone that was supposed to be amazing and like a third the price? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, I think it's a Fiztech clone. Fiztech three S. Oh, don't worry, I will find it. <laughs> well, and so people are like, Prusa clone. Well, not the bear. The bear's like got the skookum like extrusions and stuff. I think. Um, let me make sure. So, um, I'm not sure, Lightning. Let me check real quick. I'm not familiar with the bear. What is the bear, Gunner? Uh, I think it's like, um, an upgraded Mark III, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah, I here, bet it's a bear to work with. Well, <laughs> yep, here you go. Um, so people, like, ho and hum about Mark III clones and stuff, but Proust has always believed in the spirit of open source, so it's like... That printer is like ninety nine percent a production. I mean, that Mark looks III, just that China looks components. like a Mark III. Yeah, and like everything is basically same same, but like the only thing like the that looks different is the good, right? The only thing that Stuff looks like different that. is the spool holder. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, and wow, I, it even I think, says Prusa on it. I think there are well, well they, they use the Prusa yeah. files for all the prints, right? I know. I just think it's bold that it still says original Prusa on it. Well, I, well I the think design is Prusa's, original Prusa. Yeah, I think the pride uh, of Prusa is that you're using his files and he wants you to use his files, yeah, right? I'm sure. Yeah. You, he, I'm sure it uses his software. Yeah, it does. Bone stock. 
You know, it, 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 they basically did what we're doing, um, sourcing hardware from McMaster instead of going to Slug or um, Orion Blasters or whatever blaster we want to build. If we source it from McMaster directly, that's essentially what this um, printer is doing. I mean, they're not yeah. hiding it. It says right in the description. The first word is clone, Prusa. I think I think that's probably the more reliable. But it's like, yeah, you can get a Mark III S kit shipped from a United States warehouse and have it within a week, right? And it's three hundred fifty-eight dollars. It's half the price. It's impressive. Which, like, a lot of a lot of clone minis are like two hundred fifty, two hundred twenty, and it's like. Dude, you tack $100 on top of that, and you have an authentic Prusa Mini, you know. But the Mark Threes are very tempting, especially because a lot of them have, like, the S-plus stuff or whatever, like the better filament sensor and the better bed leveling thing. I still need to – I mean, they aren't shipping yet, last I checked, but I still need to get the 3S-plus upgrade so I can get the – uh, they don't call yeah, it a Pinda. Yeah. They, they call it a, a, a Minda or something, the filament the – yeah. Finda? The filament sensor that's based on the... Yeah, maybe Finda. I think Minda's for the Mini, maybe? Maybe. (laughs) But uh, it it blows the socks off of the uh, IR beam that's on my current three. Like, I I never even run my filament sensor because it's so finicky. It crashes prints all the time the second I turn it on. So so Gunner's right. Yeah, it's it's got worse bearings and stuff like that. Uh, People say, like... You I mean just you could just go on Prusa's site and you could just buy the bearings and they're like two bucks a piece. Can't I think you um, have to be a confirmed owner to buy some of those replacement parts though? Um, I could I could probably believe that, but I think the bearings you can get. Cause I I was gonna buy a replacement uh, front fan because mine's a little noisy sometimes and I have to tap yeah. on it, and I couldn't just add it to the cart. I had to log in to the account that I bought my printer with because it said that I had to. Or th- that those parts were only available to Prusa owners. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I can believe. Well, so we we were talking a little bit about how it's been an arms race, and that kind of leads us into what we wanted to main topic about because I think that's what a lot of people have been doing to stay active in the hobby is developing and developing and developing, and that's why you can't keep up with all the blasters that have come out, Adam. Yeah, it's true. I feel like. I feel like one of the main reasons why it's been such an arms race is that there's just like nothing going. People have all the time in the world to sit there on Tinkercad poking away at stuff. Exactly. You know, the the evening before, you know, Friday evening, we would be spending getting our loadouts together and possibly even traveling to wherever we were going to. And then we'd be out at an event most of the day Saturday and then come back Saturday evening and crash and sleep in late Sunday morning. Well, now all that time turns into development time for the... For the blaster designers i mean one of, one of the nice things is it is starting to warm up which does open up the possibility of like holding small backyard events again so did you guys see the new guidelines for michigan yeah yeah i saw that 300 in an outdoor like gathering gatherings or like really any capacity that we've been doing essentially you still got to wear masks but you could have yeah, up I mean, to 300 we've, people we've already been practicing all that stuff yeah you can have uh up to 25 people people in, indoors in, oh yeah. wow indoors yeah that's a lot and 300 outdoors yeah that's an hvz yep <laughs> that's, nice. a, that's a decent nice. sized hvz i don't know we i feel like we still need to discuss among uh yeah texas is doing a lot of dumb stuff though i wouldn't use texas i heard about texas yeah no masks 
Rip Texas. And uh, I think Mississippi is as well. It's either Mississippi or yeah, Missouri. Yeah, that's what Hiria just said. Mississippi just lifted. Is yeah, Florida yeah. still wide open? Yeah, Florida, Florida's actually cracking down now. Because my, my sister's now located in Florida, so I hear all about Florida being dumbasses. Yeah. Um, we, I don't know if we'll host events yet. We need to discuss it within our club. Yeah. Um, we might do like small backyard wars, which I just gives us content to talk about essentially. Yeah, and and you know obviously, so I mean, for us, yeah, you know we we still do the show and we communicate with you guys on the Discord, but we also have had several small uh, outdoor wars before it got cold. Um, yeah, you know, just a select handful of people that uh, we trusted. Uh, we're being safe. We've had like at most what eight? Oh, not even that many. I think we had four outdoor, and then oh, had... I mean, how many people do we have in attendance? Oh, I'm sorry. Like... Yes, yeah, eight was the max. Eight, maybe ten. Yeah, <laughs> Foam Shepherd just quarantined together for two weeks. Easy, yeah. love it. I'd play. I'd play uh, Nerf War in a a big yeah rent out a big mansion and just like kind of like um uh. Who's, uh, Node. Node, Node, like Node does for an entire weekend where they record all that content. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we could potentially do that at the, uh, new place we're looking at. Yeah. The one, uh, John's been one up in Ithaca? scoping out. Yeah. It's a heck of a drive though. Yeah. We'd, we'd probably have to turn that to like a camping trip. Yeah. Which I'm down for. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. I, oh. I'm already getting a uh, word back from people I reached out to. People are responsive. So that's good. Yeah. I still want to plan a Z13 camp out. Yeah, that I, that that might be it. Well, that so cool. what I'm envisioning would be like an entire weekend long like survival type yeah. situation scenario game. Well, so basic hours. so uh, two of Erica's uncles own property that I'm confident they would let us come out for a weekend and use the property to play. So it's, it's a matter or of me. What we could do instead of doing uh, like a Z13 is make it into like a mini rag where it's like two factions against each other. Well, so that's kind of what I'm envisioning. So there would be two human factions and a couple starter zombies. And then it would kind of work like Z13 where each faction has an objective they're trying to achieve. And then, you know, as your humans get turned into zombies during that mission, it becomes harder for you to complete the mission. But then at the end of each mission, the humans can reset or come back to life and then at the start of the next mission you just have the ozs again and kind of just go through the uh but you shouldn't like have to draw like a stick from a hat or something so it's not like the same people every time that's interesting because i figured like ozs don't want to be ozs the entire time yeah so i figured like you know like say you know the three of us one of us would be the leader for the one human faction one of us would be the leader for the other human faction and then one would be the zombie mod, and yeah. then like I, I've got I've got stuff kicking around in my head for like a power up purchase system. I've I've been listening to a lot of five minute respawn, and uh, you know listening to all the different game mechanics that they've encountered over the years. Which um, the last episode I don't think it's the most recent episode, but the, there was a couple episodes. I wish Eric was on right now because they they talked a little bit about. Um, their um hotline athens uh invitational which i know eric is a big fan of uh hotline miami i think with the with the ethical location that i think we should try to keep that just pvp maybe some maybe a few like hvc games 
but that place is just so well set up for just pvp yeah and you're like hell for 25 bucks for six hours that's amazing yeah that is a really good price that's that's just about what we paid at detroit dark club right uh we never got that high uh, i think the most we were paying was 15 at the okay. end of there so foam shepherd as you say like the new york people would drive up we do have a limit on how many people we can bring uh, i believe the limit is what 30 i i thought it was 20 20 i thought we needed at least 10 and at most 30 let me scroll back through while we talk um we need at least 10 money gathered at door uh, there is a 30 person limit yeah okay you know like the i guess the main thing we we really care about in that instance is making sure that you know like if 30 people rsvp that all 30 show up yeah, if we did something like that with a DDT name attached to it, it would definitely be an invitational where you'd have to, like... Uh, from Jeff, we Ithaca, Michigan, not Ithaca, New York. Oh, rip. <laughs> yeah, I, common, common misconception. We mistook it for New York as well. It is way different. There's a Rochester, Michigan, too. Yeah, I know, I know. I go to school there. I was saying for Foam Shepherd's benefit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're having a war there's, in Rochester. Come of... join us. <laughs> <laughs> shows up and yeah we're on the field don't you see us <laughs> yeah you know it, it's one of those um like old abandoned factories that people turned into an airsoft arena looks like a lot of fun apparently they're super chill kind of what kane does yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that it way. sounds great we just need to talk it out once once stuff starts actualizing which it sounds like it uh, is, it sounds so like we we're moving in the right direction it. you know did yeah. we ever uh, uh, uh... Wait, Adam's not a part of any of these conversations because he's not did, an ad player. Yeah, we should fix that. Did we ever solicit Motor City Airsoft? Uh, or... I think John said he would, would, was going to. Because, like, I, I was talking to Chills a little while ago, and he went to a local Airsoft, like, club or whatever, and, like, brought a few of his Nerf Blasters, and they were, like, all about it. Like, they had no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, indoor venues. I think maybe difficult, but um, I think Sam like has got said, downtime. I think Sam has said he's taken Nerf to uh, Motor City or Soft before. But I mean, has uh, he, he said he. I, I just did a quick search. He said he really wanted to give it a try, oh. but he couldn't. He couldn't make it work. I see. I see. Has Matt Wait, done Nerf at Airsoft before? Yeah. I mean, it's viable. It's a similar enough. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a similar enough. Um, blaster or a similar enough concept in 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 faux firearms it's not like trying to take it out on a paintball field where you're relying on the splatter to mark your your hit apparently they've still been running games so that doesn't surprise me i'm not okay and they're all right so their pricing is actually really good i it sounds like they've got like rotational matches but like you pay 20 bucks and you get five hours of play or whatever this is the place out in ithaca um, no, he's talking about Motor no, City. Right? Motor oh, okay. City, sorry. I'm just looking. Not bad. I mean, Motor City is a lot closer for all of us. Yeah, and I you mean, know it's what, closer for me. I'm you know what's right guys. next door to Motor City? <laughs> yeah, we could go thrifting next door and use them in the use them in the arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've never been to Community Thrift. Community is either very very good or there's nothing. I I know um, Jane yeah, scored I've, I've a Raven since. and a Stormfire. We did that one episode. I don't think I've been there since. Yeah. Well, we got people that are starting to drop out. So I, I, I'm glad GSP is here because I wanted to um, actually 
unmute him and let him tell us a little bit about uh, the wars he's been having because he's been talking hey, all GSP, about his you wars. Ready? Do, do you got him in a GSP? GSP, you ready to be unmuted? Oh, he's going to be unmuted. Okay. Whether he likes it or not. Oh, he's free. Yeah, you're free, GSP. Speak your mind. Hello? Hey. Oh, boy. So, How are you, gentlemen? Good. How are good you? Are you man? Doing well. Thank you. Doing well. So tell us about your wars. Um, well, we're lucky enough to have a venue uh, that is a shop complex that I work in construction. So we have a warehouse type situation set up with a small office in it. So me and at least two buddies, usually three, meet there every Sunday and shoot each other with Nerf Blasters. That's awesome. And I assume that there's no business going on on Sundays. That's why you're able to do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's usually just completely clean. Sometimes the cleaning lady comes through and we have to hold off for a minute, but we just play with the kids during that time. We almost always have kids at the event as well. So very cool. Now I'm curious, there's no judgment attached here, but I'm curious, what have you done, um, for like social distancing type stuff? Because that, um, that's going to be a, the, the reason I ask is that's I know that's going to be a hot topic with clubs once they try to start you know having events again. Sure. Uh, basically, we've taken the approach. We basically don't war or play with anyone that isn't within the construction company pod system that we have because we work around each other constantly all of the time. Oh, so okay. So it's, it's, it's kind, kind of, of a, a segre- closed segregated off. system, right, right? You know, I mean, as much as we being as safe as we can be, yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense. Like we've talked a little bit about how I've had a couple of like two v two, um, you know, indoor wars at my house in my basement. We've got a little arena set up down there, and and that it, same situation. It's it's always just Tom and Adam and myself. And uh, one time we had Detroit Dark. Oh, we had, had Buff up there, and then one time we had Buff. Uh, that well, the buff, one where Buff came was the um, where we were field testing the basics, and that kind of led to the next one where Alex came. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's I think that's smart, you know, just keeping it to people who you're exposed to on a daily basis, anyways. You know, and then I, right, I work around these guys constantly, and usually it's three to four people max. I mean, with and then kids, but I mean, there's you know. If, if, yeah, I mean, if, if I think it's transmissible enough that if I have it, my kids have it, and then we're all going down together. Exactly. And unfortunately, but that's how it works. Yeah. Well, cool. And you've shared oh, some um, pictures of. We, what? One of the nice things about you know, like doing everything in Michigan, they, uh, the new projection is that we will be opening up vaccinations for everyone fifty plus by the end of the month, I believe. Yeah, I know. Like Wayne County. That's nice. Is like they actively have enough on hand that they're like they're getting people in for appointments like two days later. Right. Uh, Starting March 8th, it is for 50 plus with health risk. Starting the March 22nd, it's 50 plus with no health risk. Is that the. So that'll mean I will pretty much be the only person not vaccinated. Is that. uh, None of you are 50 plus. God. So I'm getting it because of my work. Yeah, you're getting it because of work. Adam. Is it? Adam's getting it before me, though, probably. What? I'm not that old. Yeah, but I'm eight, I'm 22. Is I'm it, be like is the it last really going it. to be that segmented? I, I figured I'm going to be looped in with everybody else. Yeah, I, I think under probably 50. Because the category you just read off, isn't that category, isn't that um, section B? Because I know we're in, in section one, or I'm sorry, it's uh, 
Well, two, I believe section that two. is actually section one C. Oh, it's I think 1C. they're they're going into B right now. Yeah, because I I qualified under one A. Yeah, I I feel like I should have qualified before now, but who knows? Yeah, hopefully enough of the population has had it by summer that uh, things like end war and invitationals can start happening again. No, Alex, you'll probably get it before me because you're old. Blah. All right, here you. I, I feel like this has come up before. You just said I'm I'm out working in the field in logistics. Still not my group. What What do you do in logistics? I feel like this has come up before, but I don't remember. Answer with your fingers. <laughs> oh, in a warehouse. Okay. okay. I don't know. Hasn't worked in a uh, hospital. I think I did. Maybe I did, and I forgot. So, I, Hasman, I I don't know if your hospital does this. Um, my wife's hospital, like obviously, they're getting all of the nurses through and all of the people directly exposed to patients, but then they're also having what they call um, open days. Cause like when they thaw a batch of the vaccine, it's use it or lose it within, I think it's like 48 hours. So they have to use it. So once they get all of the nurses in that like batch, the last, you know, however many 20, whatever doses they have left, they, um, they will let people just walk in. And, and get it from what i understand that it is going to be coming to an end because i i think the issue that it had been so production got fixed distribution was never an issue the administration was but the administration of the vaccine is cleaning is cleaning up pretty nicely for the vaccine so from what, from what i understand it, like the drop-ins might be coming to an end well so there's still the matter of once you thaw a batch it's only good for a certain amount of time and so, yeah, but they're getting they're getting better at making sure that there are enough people then and there. Oh, has been at least from what I understand. Okay, and that makes sense. Anyways, yeah, uh, U of M is weird like that. <laughs> hey, did you hear that they closed down their library because they found three spiders? Uh, what were they wearing? Spartan helmets? Oh. No, no, they were just they you were did here recluses like Mediterranean recluses, which are like technically venomous but won't kill you. It was it was a huge overreaction. <laughs> Yeah, Gunner said the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was just approved. Um, uh, but it's being produced by someone else because Johnson and Johnson admitted that they don't have the uh, facilities to make it. Yeah, Merck. It's being made by Merck. Yeah. So here's the thing about Johnson and Johnson. Um, you know, it's make good soap. what's that? Make good soap for babies. Yeah. So the Johnson and Johnson one supposedly only has like a sixty percent effective rate. So it's getting slammed all over the place. But what people aren't thinking about is if you get any case of COVID after taking it, that's considered a fail and it counts against the effectiveness rating. But having the vaccine and then getting COVID where it could be like a life and death type situation where you're um... <laughs> foam shepherd just said, give me the Johnson oh, yeah. and Johnson 72 <laughs> efficacy vaccine. I respect coming in late with a C minus, but it, it's not really <laughs> as bad as people make it sound because even though it's only 72 percent effective what could have been like a life-threatening you're on life support type uh case of covid may only now as be as um as rough on you as a common cold so it still is beneficial even if you do catch it having the vaccine so well that was a that was a, a heavy side tangent talking about the vaccine all right, so who else has something they've uh, been doing to stay active in the community? Hit, hit us with some uh, some deets. Oh, no, we got Alex typing. Ooh, they're yeah. all 
type and yeah, yeah we, we, we talked a little bit about the super special oak oh oh yeah, yeah oh. oak yeah you're in you're in our arms race oak you ready to be unmuted oh tell us about the uh the, i know it, it's ao well, it but i keep wanting i keep wanting to call it the oa oracle <laughs> quad stage oak respond i'm ready okay speak your piece i've been unleashed there he is hey how's it going hey how's it going man hey how's it going ah not too bad so um yeah i decided to try my hand at blaster design when i went into lockdown um so i've had very little fusion experience prior to actually any sort of cad design prior to and i just started fiddling around with it and this is kind of what i ended up with um my my goal was to um just well i guess i should say i was uh previously burned with my attempt at building a woozy and i also really like the hurricane so i tried to envision a way to mate the two and this is what i came up with so it's um it's actually uses the worker uh hurricane flywheels and um just just a single stage in this case but um it's got um as you can see the mag forward design and um it's actually solenoid powered solenoid nice. driven i guess that's a small package yeah. for being solenoid driven it is so yeah um i could put up another picture actually i've got one that's a prototype so is it hiding rushed it. you said hurricane flywheels or is it just that side um it's it's a it's a brushed uh motors as well ah okay so here i'll show i'll i'll throw up a prototype image so you can see kind of like with my hand get the gauge for size okay oh, very nice that honestly is yeah. probably about the size of a basic maybe a little bit shorter front to back yeah i, I mean i wouldn't be surprised it's i figured i could i had very little room left i mean it's probably a little it's got a little space up above the solenoid which is where i was thinking of uh eventually hiding a narfduino um but and then also i got i have designed in the mag release to be um it's ambidextrous so but then it's going to be just like a thumb release where you just slide the slide it forward and the mag will drop so out that was going to be my question is where is the mag release no nah, screw yeah, the left <laughs> <laughs> um you're, you're you're talking to one yeah you should learn how to write with your other hand yeah <laughs> conform Actually, a bit of a side note: If you guys ever get the chance to read the Wikipedia page for left-handedness, it's it's a good oh, read. So oh boy, I'm gonna have to check that out. My mother-in-law. Hey, so, a question for you. Yeah. Uh, why no stock point? Did you just want it to stay a pistol or what? Yeah, I well, so the role that I wanted it to fill in my loadout was going to be kind of um, counter to my links. So, in a lot of the the loadout that I've kind of tended towards. Um, over time has been my primary blaster to be um, a pump action springer um, which okay. has evolved into the links and then this was just kind of a quick grab and, and fire secondary um, a lot of the games that I've played in um, you you go from you know open running to close quarters um, there's been a couple of uh, indoor games that I've played at where there's little structures that you got to run into and a springer you just you get your one shot off, and then if there's a couple of people inside the bunker, you're pretty much hosed. Yeah, I, the only reason I say a stock point is that would be that'd be a pretty cute little blaster to just throw a stock on. 
go all CQB. It'd be great for Ion Rush. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good for Ion Rush. What uh, what rate of fire are you getting out of it? I actually don't have a functional okay. prototype yet. So it's one of the, like I said, I'm, I'm still kind of learning a lot uh, with Fusion. And so there was, I printed out a, well, even after this, I printed out another prototype where I, and as I'm assembling it, I'm thinking, ah, oh, I really could have done this better. And so then I just scrapped that whole model and then moved back to the computer and try to fix it. It's amazing how so, actually printing something and having it in hand gives you that much more perspective over just looking at it on the screen. I, I really found that when I was doing those um, chip clips for my, my one employee. Yeah, it's, just... it's, sorry, I was just going to say um, it's it's really amazing because you just all of a sudden you've got this thing and you're like, I did this with my mind, essentially. <laughs> like you feel kind of powerful. Yeah. It's true. It's really awesome. This wouldn't have been possible like 20 years ago or it would have been really expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, when I got the... Uh, the mag release to function properly and like i was watching a movie with my wife and she she was getting really annoyed with me because it was just like click 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 and then finally like the mag dropped and i was i just started giggling <laughs> like and she just she just rolled her eyes and <laughs> turned up the volume but uh foam shepherd pointed out made the comment that you know like it looks a lot like a basic but when when you really get down to it everything that's kind of going for that same role does look like a basic like it all has like the same basic loadout I mean, it, you got plaster the basic, the firefly, when you or the get, lightning bug rather. When you get down to that minimalist of Maybe. a blaster, there's not much more you can take off. Yeah, thanks for oh, gonna get uh, rid of the handle. And, another thing that I designed in with this blaster, though, and it's kind of going in the opposite direction, was I've also designed a regular mechanical pusher mechanism that can go in the place of oh, the nice. solenoid I know, oh, very nice. nice. so if you don't want to spend the coin on like a hyperdrive or something you could just print this off and as long as you've got the spring to match it it should work i want to yeah. i want to i like it i want to jump on i like i really like the front of it it looks like it's going to be pretty comfy to choke up on i want to jump on a comment that foam shepherd oh, asked thanks. and and this may not be why you did it um he asked about why horizontal flywheels and not vertical um, I know, and hopefully he mentioned this in the interview and not just in conversation. I'm not giving away trade secrets here, but, uh, I know that Jesse went back to the horizontal cage for the basic because it allowed him to get the flywheel cage that much closer to the magazine. Uh, I don't know if that was <clears throat> part of the reason you went with horizontal. Um, but I know that is one of the advantages of a horizontal cage is you can get it closer to the, well, yeah. yeah. And because the basic uses a scotch choke, right? Um, it reduces the width that the blaster needs to turn that scotch choke because the travel's reduced. And it's like one of the other examples is like the the pretty fly, right? The rad blaster. That's what it's Foam only, Shepherd's saying in the chat right now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are talking, yep. <laughs> going down the same yeah, line. Yeah, it's of got thought. it's got a 15 millimeter stroke solenoid, which is less than half of the China or FTW noid. Um, so so was that but, was that part of your design? Is that why you did that, Oak? Or was it coincidental? Um, it's probably more coincidental, to be honest with you. I I had actually, and I might have missed that when you were talking to Jesse, um, but my interpretation of that at the time was that you get less, um, you, you get less variation in um, that's been discussed in too. firing. Um, 
Yeah, okay. I, I've heard that as well, that the horizontal cage, um, you're not getting drag up and down, you're getting drag left and right, and then gravity helps to recenter it. So you're getting a more consistent shot coming out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was my goal, and um, and I was trying I was trying to think about you know making it as compact as possible. Hence the the vertical magazine is as opposed to like an angled mag, because um, I realized as I was doing the designing if I had an angled mag because my first iteration was really cool. It was sci-fi. It had an angled mag, and then. I saw how long it was and I thought, eh, that's not what I'm going for. I'm not, I mean, that's essentially, it was about the same length as the hummingbird and oh, I didn't wow. want to go for that. Uh, that would have been a big blaster. Just, I, just, I know, yeah, how, but it's been, I know how big the hummingbird is compared to what you're showing us in that picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and I mean, the, like this all came about just because I saw that, I mean, it was, in my arsenal, I saw a void that needed filling, so I decided to take it on myself. That's awesome, man. Thanks. That's great. I mean, and as long as you're learning stuff, you know, I'm sure that, you know, design's going to get more and more refined and uh, better and better. I mean, if you if you make something that you would want to use, then I'm certain that other people would want to use it, too. Hey, hey Oak. Yeah. Hey, Oak. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a dollar if you print out a plate that says BL1SS and put it on there. <laughs> knew it was coming <laughs> that's, how, that's how i like that's how i i went i came to that right that develop, developing that blaster like really got me in the hobby and it, like it started with like well, let me just take like an n20 motor and some like rival a rival magazine and then just feed it into some random drone brushless motors and it was like oh i made a brushless blaster with like but i didn't even i didn't even know like i didn't know and then a few months later oh boy I met these clowns, and here I am. Oh, yeah, the lightning yeah, bug get, does I look get, small. I get lightning bug vibes. Is is the lightning bug um, open source? Are files available, or do you got to buy it through mm, Impact 498? I don't think so. That'd be that would be a good one for my side project. Well, should we move on to our shout-outs? Uh, sure. I'll go first. I'll I'll go first. first? Yeah, I know he had to leave, but huge, huge shout out to GSP for sending me a whiteout long strike. It uh, it, unfortunately he didn't find it in the wild with the uh, the front barrel, but uh, it you know had the stock and he sent a bunch of modulus attachments. And honestly, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the long strike looks really darn good with the modulus uh, long distance barrel. which is the one that comes with the big scope and the tripod. Um, so I've got that on there with the modulus scope. And uh, I have located and I'm getting my hands on an immortal kit for it. So it'll be direct plunger soon enough. Have you have you considered? Oh, because you, you don't want to fuck up the shell, do you? No, cause, yeah, because it's a whiteout. I don't want to uh, cut it up and put a, a 4B or something in it like that. Yeah, I need, I've got one of those. I need to finish it up because I made it so it's a front loader, but I should really make it a brass breech. Foam Shepherd, I think Worker does have a metal kit. I It might be for the new direct plunger version that you can get on Amazon. I think they do. I just don't think it's very good. Um, I know the old Orange Mod Works Immortal kit was pretty darn good and converted it to direct plunger, uh, which yeah. um, one of my buddies has one sitting, so I'm going to get that from him. XPT in a long strike. I, I think I've seen that. I know that there's um, 
there's been plenty of um you know various really cool i i know i think it was somebody in um make test battle had a long strike where like you slid forward the barrel attachment and it opened up the front breech and he dropped in a dart yeah and then pushing it back i think actually primed it so oh oh i think it was um that was hpa was it hpa that wouldn't surprise me because they do a lot of hpa there forward motion turned on the turned on the pump loaded the dart and then when you push it back it turned off the pump or something like that okay it was it was super well done Stuff like that makes me want to really try out HPA, but I'm more than happy trying out LPA. I, right. I don't think it was a white one. I think it was a blue one. There might have been a white one too, but I remember seeing the blue one more. So Gunner found the link for the uh, the worker long strike kit. The, the problem is he's sold out of the direct? complete kit. Um, oh. He's got the individual parts, but the complete kit is sold out. But I've already located and, and am getting my hands on the Immortal kit from orange mod works so i really want to try building a blaster with like an electric bike pump you know who does that a lot is um monkey tron really off the top so i think the chanter is his one that has it built in that's like his personal loadout but I, i'm pretty sure he's done several others uh brain did that with the um soldier 76 blaster he put a uh, electric pump for the uh, missile launcher he had that at the last z13 the final z13 Oh, I really, I really should uh, get around to fixing up the Terminator because I believe I saw someone that took a retaliator pump grip and a long shot pump grip and like put it together so it's long enough to reach. Or who knows? Maybe just make the Terminator HP LPA. Eh, eh. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I have to do. Sorry, I'm getting distracted looking at fireflies. Oh yeah, you're good. Uh, so if anyone's good at lpa builds hit me up and i'll make a terminator and do it the terminator is a very large missed opportunity it could have been great if they hadn't given it a single point a single uh, pump action point do be whack all right so back to shout outs yeah gsp thanks man adam who's your shout out um <clears throat> oh boy i'm gonna say i'm gonna say gdop and heath heal for finally coming out with the lever blaster like because it's i understand the manufacturing issues because there's a lot of laser cut parts so uh it's been a long time in the making so uh the hype is real oh that's a pretty pump action what are you looking at uh, now, my shout out uh, i'll shout out trico goofs uh he's been he's been gone for a bit but now he's back missed that little goober <laughs> yeah it's been good to see him piping up again yeah good kid i do like that long shot the lightning post uh, it's a pretty clean integration yeah it is it's clever i wonder how old that is maybe it's the inspiration for the vgs dude who knows <laughs> so are uh, you boys ready to wrap it up yeah um blah so guys thank you all for joining us here today yeah and, uh, good turnout guys thank, thank you, you very all much for being here live so i get to tell you all hashtag free stuff to your faces <laughs> gotcha that's all this was for. Ooh. Send me free things or not. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I have oh, another no. shout out. Um, okay. Shout out to uh, Dragon Speaker and is it Adarin? Is that how oh, you... yeah, yeah. Shout out Kai and Adarin. Yeah. Um, Detroit Dart Talk uh, stickers coming soon. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Soon, yeah. TM. What's that? Soon, TM. Yeah, soon. Um, very soon. Like, as soon as uh, the March Patreon money comes in, I'm probably putting an order in. 
It's probably there now. I could go get it. Yeah. All right. All right. Sneak peek. Sneak peek. Hold on. Oh, on top of on top of Detroit Dart Talk stickers, we also have Detroit Dart Club stickers. Still, we have some. All right. Hold on. Actually, I, I can probably count how many I have. Sneak peek. Sneak peek. Alex, we have patches. Oh, Detroit Dark Club patches, yeah. No. And and I think I got like sixty of these. Uh who knows? Might I don't I would like to make my money back on them. I don't know. Cause I did pay Connor for the rest of them. Uh SDNC patches. We I don't think we have SDNC patches, but didn't someone make us SDNC keychains? Or is that Z13? Yeah, we we did have a run of SDNC patches. They are unfortunately gone at this point. I am working with um, a friend of mine who has an Etsy store on a very limited run of uh, SDNC um, like 2.0 patches uh, where they would have a year uh, embroidered on them and it would change every year, kind of like a collector's type situation. Um, And then... I'd have some available on hand, but then you could also just order them from his Etsy shop. Um, so we're working on that. All right. Well, yeah, let's actually take it home now. Um, Tom, what is it? Oink, oink, oink. Play the outro. What are you posting? I'm, I'll watch it real quick. <laughs> ah, that was my ears. Ah, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm deleting that. That's harmful. He's gone. <laughs> it's harmful. I put that under rule seven. <laughs>